Welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 4, Episode 9, The Night Witches of Jacksonville. The book, The Courtship of Princess Leia, by Dave Wolverton. The year, 1995. With your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go. Hi, I'm the Herbs and Spices Kid. Take it down a notch, Han. If you leave Star Fox there, he's going to eat that millennial kiss. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bees, hey, bees, hey, bees. Yo, baby, boop, bitches, I got it! <laughs> Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars Expanded Universe novel discussion podcast featuring Jeff, featuring John, featuring Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Fe- featuring Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. <laughs> featuring Mr. Wendell, now a real character, real person, and not just a character in a song about a homeless guy. Yep. We have a real one here. It's a real Senor Wendell. A Senor Wendell. $2 may not be much to you, but it's muy bueno to him. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so, uh, on this show, we discuss various Star Wars books, whichever one we happen to be reading at the moment. And right now, that's The Courtship of Princess Leia by one Davis Cuvery Wolverton. <laughs> yes. I don't know. That's but... exactly his name. Mm-hmm. No problems there. No interruptions. No worrying about it. Nope. We are starting off, I forget what the chap, the, I think it was 19 and 20 or 18 and 19 that we're doing right now. 18 yeah. and 19 sounds right? I don't know. Should, I don't know It should what be 19 and anymore. 20 because it should start with our odd numbers. But, the, you know, we might as well just start at the beginning. They are outside the prison. <laughs> we might as well start at the beginning. There was darkness. And God said, <laughs> <laughs> let there be light. And he fumbled for the light switch because he needed to pee real bad. But he couldn't find the light switch. So eventually he peed in your laundry hamper. This has been the tale of God. The tale of drunk God peeing in your laundry hamper. <laughs> Damn it, drunk God, get out of here. Blaming it on the dog. Uh. So, in the beginning of these of, of this set of chapters, our noble heroes, all of them, because there's a lot of them at this point, except for Baruka, who has fucked off to be dark side in the woods, I guess. Oh, yeah, I uh, mean, they just went to talk to her. She wasn't yeah. coming along. Yeah, they left her behind. Uh, so... They are hanging around outside the prison, watching with macro binoculars and forced strained senses to see what's going on over there. Indeed, and it is just like the old woman said. Which is not surprising, given that she created that map in straight-up rage. Yeah. It's not like she was like, oh, let me show you a fine map. She's like, blah, mad about that prison, and here it is because of how mad I am. And then all of a sudden, there was like a perfect map walking around with like troop movements and stuff Hell on it. Yeah, she, That was not a situation where she was like, I'll show them part of it, and it'll be a trap, and I'll keep my fingers tented while I do it. <laughs> you guys appreciate a good finger tent? I find it very relaxing. Mm. Mm, let me get in that finger tent. <laughs> I want to take a nap in that finger Ooh, tent. Oh, yeah. That's, I'm just feeling so calm and at ease with that finger tent. Also, when did you start making Skeksis noises? Because I find both of these things incredibly... On pudding. They're not off pudding. They're on pudding. Mm. <laughs> Trust me, you can. Mm. Friend. Plus the finger tent. I feel like, uh, would you like to be the godfather to my kids? <laughs> you, you, come here. <laughs> no, she was straight up angry when she was showing them. So it's pretty on point. The The prison looks just like the sand prison she made earlier. Yeah. There are a couple of minor differences. She didn't bother with nonsense that's happening outside but adjacent to the prison. So the first thing they notice is, well, in addition to the fact that there is a huge troop movement going by. That is that is the big thing right now. The first thing they notice. There are a bunch of Imperial walkers, stormtroopers, just a whole fucking little army marching out. Not good walkers. It's still ATSTs. Just, yeah. the, just the crappy ones. They haven't got any good ATATs on planet. No. But they're all marching over to the mountain, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Ooh, they've they've moved all of these troops to go attack the uh, the mountain. Hopefully, we will be able to finish up here and get back before they get there." Yeah. Now, at this point, Luke's like, "God, I wish we had a way to contact the folks back at you know uh, the Night Sister Laughing Mountain, or not Night Sister, the good the good Sister Laughing Mountain, Singing Mountain, the Singing Mountain. It's the Laughing Singing Mountain." Ah, uh, yes. I wish we had a way to contact the sisters at the Big Rock Candy Mountain. <laughs> Oh, man, I wish all those ladies from The Sound of Music, I wish we just had their phone number and we could, like, call them right now, all hey. singing and dancing on that dancey mountain. What's up, you nun? Hey, hey space Nazis, headed your way. <laughs> Look out. Uh, here comes Spider-Man. <laughs> radioactive spider blood. <laughs> He's got radioactive sp- Is he tough? Listen, punk. Wait, that's the wrong one. That's for Chipmunk. Hunk. Something, 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 something. Unk. <laughs> I love Squirrel Girl. <laughs> uh. Uh, okay, so it... 
Luke is like, gee, I wish we had a way to contact Ogwen. And, you know, uh, the thing that's been bothering me this whole time is you guys have walkie-talkies. I guess they get picked up by Imperials immediately yeah. if they use them, so that's, that's what they never do. Man, they are all about not having any sort of useful technology in this. Mm-hmm. And every excuse is, Zinge might pick that up. I'm like, okay. If, if fucking Zinge can pick up, like a tiny walkie-talkie signal from space. That he also can just pick up the ambient electrical energy of your droids. Oh, yeah, and they're all worried about that, too. They're like, yeah. oh, maybe he'll pick up the droids. And I'm like, if he can do that, then who gives a shit at that point? His sensors are good enough that why doesn't he just pick up that you're there? And chances are he already has, and he's just working with Gethzerion to catch you. Oh, he is. Yeah, oh, I know, but that's a spoiler alert at the oh, moment. Oh, no, spoiler. Oh, gosh. Oh, no, this chapter, the thing we're talking about, spoiler for it. <laughs> so... Uh, okay, so they decide that they need to contact Ogwen, and it turns out that Tenennial just has a spell for everything. Like, Tenennial is a way higher level Jedi witch than I thought she was. She's got a lot of spells. She knows every goddamn spell. So she's like, oh yeah, hang on a second. Yo, yo, Ogwen, where you at? We, uh, we got the Ogwen, whole... where, where you at? Uh, I'm sorry, new force power, who dis? <laughs> Ogwen, you up? Yeah. <laughs> So it turns out that she can use her uh, mental cell phone witch spell to contact Ogwen and let Ogwen see through her eyes and yeah. hear through her ears. Uh, and so she kind of just sends her a message. It's like, hey, you have two days before this shit arrives at your house. And they're like, thanks. Oh, good. Well, that's that's highly appreciated. Maybe we'll put that crazy old lady up front. Let her talk to them. Huh. She'll be like, oh, you guys are dead already. I forgot. Oh, hello. Ah. You're Jameson Q. Pissbody. <laughs> <laughs> and you're already dead. Oh, you haven't died yet? Obi-Wan Kenobi liked big blowjobs. <laughs> big ones! <laughs> the biggest! <laughs> Get blown by the largest mouth in space! Seventeen elephants! <laughs> Sucking one dick! <laughs> A feat worthy of Ripley! <laughs> <laughs> Big blowjobs. Uh, That's my rap name. <laughs> Yo, I'm massive blowjobs. <laughs> I'm little blowjobs. Uh, so, anyway, uh, they watch the troop movement go off into the distance because, you know, obviously they can't raid the prison while that's there. Yeah. And then they start looking at, way- at ways to get in. First of all, most of the guard towers, especially the ones that aren't directly connected to the prison complex itself, might as well be completely uninhabited because why would you bother with them? No, if you break out of prison, you're still on fucking rancor-infested Dathomir. Yeah, where are you going to go? And here's the thing that's been bothering me this whole time. We keep talking about this as a prison, but it's Gethzerion's prison, right? It's not an imperial prison anymore. No, Gethzerion took it over. Yeah, so here's the thing. She probably didn't take over, like, warden duties, exactly. They're like, oh, yeah, we got a bunch of Imperial prisoners here. It's like a bunch of pickpockets and murderers and shit. In fact, murderers who were bad enough to be sent to a weird planet covered in rancors. Do you think she'd be like, let's just keep them. Let's just keep them here and keep feeding them and keep them prisoner for whatever. Oh, how long are you in for? Uh, After five years, I'm going to release you, and then you can... Oh, yeah. So... I had been assuming, I don't know if this is just me, but I had been assuming that either this whole thing was full of political dissidents and it was going to be a big old reveal, or that everyone was dead. See, my take was that she had also taken the prisoners as slaves, because like, okay, we took over all the Imperials that were here. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are like trained soldiers with weapons and armor. If you went up to the the prisoners and were like, hey, we'll let you out of here, but you got to do our bidding, I'm pretty sure they would also be like... Yeah, that sounds great. It does seem like a pretty good deal, especially because you have all these stormtroopers. Yeah, so you'd, you'd think that what it instead of it being a prison, it was what is this? Oh, it's just a base now. Yeah, it, it's not. A, it couldn't really be a prison anymore because how would Gethzerion stand to benefit from keeping a prison? Yeah, it's, it's a lot of dumb. work. It takes a tremendous amount of money to keep a prison. You have a whole bunch of people in there who eat but don't make things. Yeah, they're just sitting around and it's like, what do you do? Nothing. Yeah. So for this whole time, I've just been kind of assuming that it, it's only a prison by the fact that that's what it was built to be. Yeah. But when we look at it, like, there are droids that are on, like, gun emplacements on the wall, but it's all faced inward. And I'm like, what? Why? Why? She She's, like, clearly very good at mind control. It works real good on stormtroopers. And, you know, the people who aren't mind controlled are just afraid of a lot of force witches, as you should be. Yeah, absolutely. So it's... But basically, they, they see that the guard emplacement towers aren't especially well defended, especially the ones that aren't at the actual prison complex. Uh, the other thing they notice is that there's a big field adjacent that's being farmed by huge labor droids. Uh, now, this leads to something that we lauded the book for last 
episode being immediately ruined, which is, it was really nice when they were looking at the sand version of the prison prison and making a plan that Isolder and Han were getting along. Yeah, when they were making the plan, it was like, we could do this. Yes, that is a good idea. Also, we should try and do whatever. Yes, indeed. Because we are both adults and we are in peril for our lives and it's not important which one of us gets to bone Princess Leia later. Yeah, right now, it, it's just sort of important that we not die, yeah. so let's let's work together and make a plan. Well, it turns out they just forgot to do that for a couple of hours, because as soon as they see the prison, Han's like, all right, so here's how we're going to sneak in there. We're going to go up there, and we're going to pretend to be like mechanics or something, something fucking stupid. And then Isolder's like, well, we could just climb into those droids. I bet they're real simple, and when their hopper is full, they just go right back to food processing. Yeah, we'll just jump in there, get in their hopper, they'll think they're full, and yeah. then we'll go in. And then Han's like... Well, that's stupid. How how do you know that they're not that they don't have like a, a mulch blade in them, or that they or have, that when the droids come in, the guards don't just immediately look in there, or that the droids aren't as simple as you thought they are because you can remodify droids however the fuck you want, and as soon as they see us, they just sound the alarm. And he's like, "Well, I know because those are H Hapen Hapen, excuse me, Hapen HG twenty four C farm retrieval droids. That's why I know there's no blade in there." And I'm like. Okay, all right. I've got some issues here. <laughs> Let's, I, got, I got a lot of questions. First of all, you abandoned your post as the Prince of Hapes for most of your adult life to go play pirate because you were mad about your brother. Yeah. So you're up to speed on a surprising amount of Hapen stuff for a dude who's probably 25 to 27. Well, like, your two careers have been royalty or pirate. The fact that you know anything about farming equipment at all is weird. And not just anything at all about farming equipment, but down to the model number and the secondary model desert. Because they're, H- they're HD24's C's. Yeah. He's like, I know that exact model of farm droid we're looking at, guys. Also, how did a fucking Hapen farming droid get here? How did a, a pile of them? It's, it's a bunch of the same droid. Hapens have been closed off for the rest of the galaxy for centuries. Oh, yeah. Killing anyone who comes near them. An Imperial outpost for a prison that was then shut down like early in the empire because the uh, emperor was like oh shit force witches no never mind yeah let's interdict this shit yeah and so it's not like oh the empire came to power and somehow started a trade deal with hapies for a hot second like there should be no way that there are hapen like specifically farming things here yeah. no one goes to hapies because you're like Oh yeah, I went to Hapies because I wanted your fucking Threshers. Yeah, this is this is nuts. Basically, what this is, if this book was a role playing game, this is Isolder abusing the fact that he put a lot of background dots into into his into his uh, character's background. Where he's like, I'd like to introduce a fact: those are Hapen uh, farm droids. I'm gonna, and I, and I'm gonna spend a brownie point uh, and say those droids are Hapen droids. Hapen droids. And the DM's like, Ugh, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Fine, whatever. You spent the resource, sure. Yeah, I, sure. They're. I guess at some point there was an explosion on one of the Hapen planets that sent a bunch of farm droids into space and they all landed here. Great. And the the clever and resourceful night witches repurposed them to farming berries, uh, even though they probably could have used the parts from them to fix spaceships. <laughs> but no, let's not worry about that. You're right, Prince of Hapes. That's right. Oh, by the way, as the Prince of Hapes, it is my esteemed duty to know every single piece of Hapen equipment ever. Like yeah, I, I'd I know, like to roll hapies. I, I know everything built on every hapen planet. There are only sixty three of them. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> Look, I put a lot of points into knowledge hapies. <laughs> Let me just roll. I'm going to take ten. Yeah, can I just roll on this? Yeah, fine, roll. I kind of wish that Han had objected here because because he's always like because I know that exact model of hapies farm droid. And Han's like, ugh, fine. But it would have been like for him to be like, aren't you like the prince of hapies? Why are you bothering yourself with knowing that? How would you know that? Yeah, like. I mean, I'll tell you this much. I'm not the Prince of Corellia, and I don't know any Corellian tractors, so you know what? I guess it does kind of work. Fine. You're right. Ah, yeah, I'm up to... Sp- okay, fine. So they make their way down to the the Hapen HD 34Cs, and sure enough, they're just super simple droids that, that put berries in their mouth, and then the, the berry falls in a hopper. Yep. So they go in, like, the top of the droid into the hopper. Mm-hmm. And Tenennial's scared because she's claustrophobic. Yep. But that's just going to be Tenennial all, all the way through the first of these two chapters. She's, I'm, I'm a scared. Oh, no. I'm using five spells at once, but I'm a scared. I'm scared. Yeah, I do like the part. I, I have to be honest. I do like the part where she doesn't know what an elevator is. Yes, that was cute. That was amusing. So they're, they're all hiding in this droid. And the droid's like, beep, boop, I weigh enough. Beepity, boop, full of berries. Beautiful at any size. And it just starts stomping its way back towards the uh, the prison. <laughs> I ate too many berries. Time to purge. <laughs> 
And by that I mean start killing people. Everything's uh, lawless now. Yes, yeah, it's that one day of purge where yeah. everyone kills each other instead of doing useful crimes. Yeah, instead of actually doing crimes that are cool, everyone's yeah. like, oh, it's murder time. Ah, it's time to put on my creepiest Abraham Lincoln mask and go murder. Which is why I've always said that if I were to be caught in a purge situation, all I would do is put on a weird mask and chitter in an alley. I'd find an alley somewhere and anytime people walk by, I'd be like... And then just recede back into the shadows, because you need those guys. Those provide purge atmosphere. Oh, yeah. And no, and no one's, one's going to kill you. No one's going to kill him. You're like, ooh, look at that creepy dude. Ooh, that guy's already into the purge spirit. Yeah, look at him. I bet he's killed some guys. Tick, 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 tick. Like, I haven't killed him. I'm just going to do this all night. This yeah, is that's this. how I stay safe during the purge, is yeah. I pretend I'm part of the purge. I pretend I, I just hang out over here. Why, why get myself my hands dirty? What I, what you should be doing with the purge is like a lot of online sports betting and illegal tra- uh, like stock trades. and stealing. Oh, yeah, obviously. Well, I mean, I feel like that's what's going on behind the scenes. Uh-huh. Like, if you were to go to, like... Purge the rich people, and it's yeah. just like, oh, what happens during that twenty four hours? Oh, I make the the most ridiculous illegal things. Yeah, like make, makes me wonder, like, what if you were to buy a bunch of slaves from another country during Purge Day? Are the slaves yours for the rest of the year? I mean, you bought them on Purge Day. Well, it wasn't illegal to buy them, but then it's illegal to own them. I, just, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now so, it's not illegal to smoke it. <laughs> they want you to do it in certain designated areas. That's it. It's fair. I mean, most Purge movies, especially the first couple of them, are about rich people. It's like, let's follow this rich dude home to his cool fortress house. Well, that's the first Purge. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, but don't you kind of wish that that dude spent the night just, like, making online sports bets that were completely illegal or something like that? Anything. I I just steal cars. I just be like, yeah, that's my car. That's my car. I claim that car. It's Uh, all in my driveway. It's mine tomorrow. I got it. I got it. I have it. I got it on Purge Day. (laughs) That crime was legal. That was legal crime. Ooh, legal crime. Yeah. I have my car back. Yeah, wait till next purge day. <laughs> See, I feel, again, like at that point, you'd be like, oh, we can't prosecute you. Like, you're not in trouble for stealing it, but it is this person's car and they can come claim it. Oh, no, I also stole the pink slips. And, and oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's I, good. I, we, we, I, I also, also, I killed the guy who owns it. Whatever. Yeah, and I registered the car. I mean, <laughs> I, I illegally registered the car. <laughs> I illegally registered the car on Purge Day because I legally registered it under a fake name. I, I went to the DMV on Purge Day. That's what I did with my Purge Day. You know, I would have spent a lot of time in line, but it was luckily legal for me to kill everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I legally cut the line. <laughs> I just went to the front. Fuck you, Purge Day. <laughs> Fuck you, Purge Day. I'm I'm in front. Everyone else is sitting there going, Fuck, why didn't I think of that? Oh, shit. Well, maybe I should kill him. Oh, but I'm not wearing a, creep- a creepy mask. Damn it. Where's my creepy mask? I left it in the car, but if I leave, I'll, get my- <laughs> I'll lose my place in line. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what is with the masks in Purge, anyway? I guess it's just to prevent revenge next year. I guess. It's, it's like- just to be like, oh, you don't know who killed you. Because it's like the one day of the year where it doesn't matter if you know who killed you. What are you going to do about it? It was legal. Oh, well, you wait till next Purge Day, I and guess, you so kill them. Literally just revenge protection. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, I'm sorry. Why are we so talking? There, we, there so, we are. Star Wars The Purge. The Purge. Disgust. Uh, <laughs> this robot goes stomping back towards uh, the, the prison. And when it gets there, it's like, hello, I have berries for processing. And, and the guards are just like, aw, I want berries. Yeah, they're like, wow, that was fast. Those vines must be super heavy with berries. There must be so many berries. I'm not suspicious. Are you, Barry? I'm not. Thank you. Also, my name is Barry. <laughs> yeah, oops. All berries <laughs> for prison guards. We're everyone, both- everyone named Barry is a prison guard. Both of us are named Barry, and both of us want berries. <laughs> it's our secret, sublimated way of saying that we're into each other, but we can't act on it. Also, I'm the Flash. Hi. <laughs> Hi, I'm the, I'm the Flash, and I'd like to have sex with this prison guard. <laughs> <laughs> the Flash would like to have sex with this prison guard. Thank you. <laughs> that's the subtext of this part of this chapter. Yeah, that's I, I, that's really it's there if you read into it. Yeah, you got you got to follow the line. <laughs> anyway, the droid goes inside, marches through the prison for a while, comes to some food processing facility, and shits everyone down a metal tube. <laughs> yeah, and then they land in a big vat of berries, I guess. Yeah, they go to like berry processing, and they're on like a conveyor belt that washes them and dries them and whatnot. And it's a whole bunch of cartoon shtick. Like they keep getting picked up by the collar. Oh and yeah, and in the background, it's oh no, we're being moved towards the mixer. Yeah, that thing that just smashes things flat for no reason. Yeah. Why are they smashing berries? Why does that furnace have teeth? Gunk, gunk. This is a surprisingly violent berry machine. (laughs) 
Anyway, they leave the berry processing cartoon sequence and go crawling underneath the prison for a while through a whole section that's described as nothing but dust balls. Yeah. Like, I like to think that these guys waded through an like, ocean of jelly and then through an ocean of dust bunnies. And then through an ocean of shit and came out the other <laughs> side. Clean. <laughs> Why um. he chose to escape on enchilada night, I'll never understand. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, I... <laughs> Like I like to think that they cry- climb through a bunch of berry jam and then through a bunch of dust bunnies, and by the time they reach the point where they're like, oh, away into the prison, they just look ridiculous. Oh, yeah. They're just like purple and dirty and just, <laughs> just nasty looking. Covered in fuzzy balls. <laughs> Every one of them looks like a random background extra from the cantina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello. You want to come into the prison for some reason, huh? Dressed like discount werewolves, are we? <laughs> oh, my God. There is a bit that I need to go back and uh, explain to people real quick. Please, please, I don't mind. You know I'm terrible about jumping around these books anyway. Oh, I know. So when they decided they were going to go try and get in, uh, before they went towards the prison, they left the droids because oh, they were like, right. "There's going to be, there might be sensor equipment that will detect the droids." Hey, Chewbacca, hang out here and look after the droids. And Chewbacca's just like. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's no argument. He doesn't even really respond. They're just like, hey, Chewbacca, watch the droids. Eh. Eh. <laughs> yeah. Because at least before in fucking, like, Crystal Star, when Leia was like, can you just watch R2? And he'd be like, fuck you, why? Why am I here? What, what is this? Take me home. At least in this book, he is consistently like, no, I'm entirely checked out. When they're like, can you stay here and watch the droids? He's like, I was planning on doing that anyway. I love that we're not reading these books in sequential order, right? Like, like uh, we're in the order that they released. Like, Crystal Star happened a good ten years after this book. Yes. Uh, but... <laughs> Somehow, we're going on a journey with Chewbacca, where we started with uh, with Shadows of the Empire, where he's an active participant, even if he is kind of downtrodden and treated like a dog, but he's beaten by this point. He's just like, eh, I'm not, oh, but whatever. I'm, he's I'm, had I'm, several books where people are like, hey, you dumb idiot, why don't you sit here and guard dog? And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done. Yeah. But by this point, he's just completely checked out. He's like, I'm a background extra. I'm just drawing a paycheck. I'm a character that was important in season one, but they didn't kill during season two. <laughs> I'm still here for some reason. <laughs> I'm one of those people on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that they added that they forgot to remove. <laughs> it's either I get superpowers or I die during one of the purges. Yeah, you know, one of the purges. <laughs> now, of course, when Chewbacca purges, he looks ridiculous in a creepy mask. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, dude, well, you know it's you, Chewbacca. You're a, you're a big Wookiee. And he's like... Chewbacca, we're going to go out purging. Watch the droids. I'm going to murder these droids. You get back and 3 po is like, oh, we've been murdered quite excellently. Ooh, it turned me on a little. Ooh, I like it. Mm. <laughs> Especially the part where he was choking me. <laughs> and a goblet of walkie spit fell in my eye. <laughs> oh, oh my. <laughs> spit in my circuits. He's got the arms of a fireman. <laughs> no, look at them. Wouldn't you say, R2? Wouldn't you say he has the arms of a fireman? I don't know where he found that fireman. <laughs> but he murdered him. <laughs> Ripped his arms Quite right expertly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, I, that, that I, happened. Chewbacca is not with them. Chewbacca's been left behind and completely didn't care. Just no fucks given. Like, Han <laughs> patted him on the back and and Chewbacca was like, eh. Yeah. I, like, our early read in this book that Chewbacca felt a little dialed out has has come home to roost so good. <laughs> it has paid off in dividends. It really <laughs> <laughs> when at this point he's like, yeah, have fun on that adventure, whatever. Yeah, do it, uh, whatever. So the guys who were all covered in dust bunnies and just look like Michelin tire men covered in purple jelly and, and, fu- and fur uh, managed to pull up underneath a grate that's in like some kind of laundry room. Perfect. They're all dirty. And uh, when, who's in the laundry room but a random old man? They assume he must be a prisoner. After all, any prisoner should be pretty old at this point. This, prison's, or this plant's been interdicted for a long time. And, uh, you know, also, he's not wearing like a guard uniform. He's not dressed as a stormtrooper, he's nothing like that. So they're like, oh, this is just some dude. Now, this is another part of mine that I, I immediately started relegating to RP ter- RPG terminology because they're treating this minor NPC like he's hugely important. Because when they see him, they're like, ah, an NPC in the laundry room and looks like, I'll mind control him to make him let us out of this grate. And the, the DM's like, you don't have to. He's he's quite he's, friendly. He's, he's just a guy. He's not Guys, oh. you don't need to... I'll threaten him. To, I'll, I'll threaten his very life. I'll bribe him. Uh, he's just hes just a guy. In the he, lot. He's, he, I, he comes up and says, I would help you if I could, but I don't know the code. 
And then they're like, damn. <laughs> well, I'll threaten him then to know the code. Guys, this isn't going to. You, you can't. You just, you're, you're really chasing this, this fish hook that isn't a fish hook. This is a regular non-fish kind of hook. <laughs> and they finally like blast their way into the like little oh. control panel to get in there. Oh, and- it's atrocious. It's the second round of the Han and E Soldier show. No, because this one was Han and Leia. Leia's the one who's like, hey, well, why are you trying to do that? What if you set off an alarm? And he's like, I'm not going to set off an alarm. But what if you did? I'm I'm not. Like, yeah, I'm quite, I, I'm very good at this. A lot? Yeah. So he's slicing the alarm thing to let it to, to open the grate. And she's like, but what if there's a secondary emergency failsafe backup? You never thought of that, did you, stupid? I, I kind of wanted from this scene for Isolde to be like, oh, I'll try. Oh, great. You do that. You do that. That'd be perfect. Uh, I'd enjoy that. I, as Leia, I want to see you do things and not him. Uh, <laughs> but but Han, the two of them argue for a long time, and then Han just opens it. And he's like, remember, I'm a competent smuggler. Hey, you know, this is the one thing that I can do. This is what I'm good at. Thank you. This is what I put points in. Come on now. Yeah. So they get out, and luckily for everybody, that didn't turn out to be a hapen great block. Yeah. <laughs> but they get out, and then it's time for more business with the fucking NPC. Who's just like, in the room. Old man, tell me, what are you doing here? Give me your life story, old man. Welcome to Corneria. I like swords. Amazing. Tell me about those swords. Welcome to Corneria. I like swords. <laughs> you guys... This guy must be important. <laughs> Let's follow him around a little. I am going to path about four squares in one direction and then get st- stuck while you try to go through the one square entrance to this store. Oh, God. <laughs> it turns out th- they, they do find out some important information from this guy, and it's really obvious information. It's supposed to be a big twist. Yeah, this that- isn't a prison for, like, criminals that were murderers and thieves. Oh, no, this is a prison for nice people. It's a well. It's a, it's a prison for rebels. They've been keeping political dissidents and people who didn't want to join the empire in like, here. Like they're they're keeping fucking like conscientious objectors to the war in here. Yes, which seems weird. It really doesn't. I mean, I didn't expect the imperial. I, this is what I've been figuring was going to happen the whole time, is because the empire in these books is always projected as categorically evil. Like there's no good guy in here. There's no one imperial empire guy who's like, hi there. I'm going to end up being Finn later. You don't, you don't get that. It's just universally, unilaterally evil. So, obviously, the people that they would keep in prison must be good guys. Huh. I'm just surprised it wasn't Wookiees. Lol. It's always Wookiees. It's, uh, well, to be fair, before they meet this old man, there is a point where they look out through the grates and they see some Ithorians, which the book describes in the weirdest possible way. It's like hairless reptilian apes. And you're like, hold on. Wait a minute. Whoa. Ladle-shaped ape reptiles? What are you talking about? I don't. Okay, no. Let's let's get back to the guy who just let's let's quote the expert on the authority, the person who uh, wrote the chapter on Moma Nadon, the Ithorian from the actual movies. Uh, who was that again? I think it might have been a guy by the name of Davis Cuvery Wolverton. Maybe might have been the same fucking guy. And here he's describing them as ladle-shaped ape tiles. Yeah, that was a real weird way to describe them because. How he describes them makes me think of something that looks nothing like an well, Ithorian. Ladle is a really complicated thing to do. Like, I guess they could they could have ladle-shaped neck and head apparatuses. If you're only describing, like, one inch of the ladle handle and then the spoon part of it, the, like, that's the whole neck. or It's just a weird word to use there. Yeah, I don't know. And the other thing is, okay, I can see where he's like, well, maybe all of the main cast doesn't know what an Ithorian is, so they have to... I'm, I'm describing the way they see them. But, come on, they know what Ithorians are. A lot of them are very worldly. Yeah, like, basically the only one here who wouldn't know what an Ithorian is is maybe Isolder. It's Tenennial. apparently knows everything. It's Tenennial would have no idea what oh, that is. Oh, yeah, I yeah. guess Tenennial would have no idea. But Isolder probably should. He seems to know a lot of stuff. Yeah, he seems to know more than he should. So. Those are Hapen Ithorians. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Hapes has a whole planet of Ithorians. Fuck you, you don't know. We have 63 planets. I can waste one of them on this point. <laughs> Fuck you, DM, I spend a brownie point. <laughs> Fine, one of your planets has Ithorians all over it. Great. Yeah. Also, blowjobs. <laughs> yeah, one of them is named Blowjobs. Big ones. <laughs> yeah, there's an Ithorian named Big Blowjobs, and he lives on that planet. <laughs> he rules it. Big Baby Blowjobs, and he's the gang leader of that planet. <laughs> it's a real, it's an ironic nickname, you see, because he accidentally left his dick flopping in the sands of Tatooine long ago. <laughs> long ago. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, we find out that everyone in the prison is basically political dissidents, conscientious objectors, traitors to the Empire, uh, folks who worked for the Rebellion in some way. 
Yeah, so they do the standard, we found our way into the laundry room of a prison and start getting them prison clothes. Oh, yeah, like the dude is immediately, the, the NPC is immediately like, hey, guys, what kind of clothes would you like? Hey, guys, would you like to be dressed up as guards to infiltrate this? I Says have, the DM, yeah. winking at you and shoving things in your face. As hard as he can. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Thompson. Would you like to continue the adventure you're on instead of talking to this NPC? I think he's talking to you. <laughs> but it turns out he, the the uh, this friendly dude just shoves clothes into their hands so the ladies can dress as night sisters and the dudes can dress as guards. And then a couple stormtroopers come in and they briefly bluff them until that fails and then they beat them up and now they can dress as stormtroopers It's almost too. sad how fast it fails because Han's, Han's bluff attempt here does not come up good. He's just like, I'm Inspector Groon and you know what? I just broke into your prison. How how your security is lax. I mean, you got to be like, okay, maybe when this planet was interdicted, there were like three or four hundred stormtroopers here. Maybe as many as a thousand, because there's still six hundred marching toward the other place. But I'm guessing that most of these dudes know all of their higher ups. Oh yeah, there's nobody who's like, oh, I'm like vice admiral, whatever. You, no, you're not. We know literally every single person on this planet. Yeah, this isn't Coruscant. This is fucking Mayberry. Yeah, everyone knows everyone, and there, I don't. There's no external security officer Groon, and it's not like fucking Zinge or someone sent down a guy to specifically check out your security on the prison. There's <laughs> nobody coming in new. Yeah, this is this is a very bad bluff. You should have just gone with like elotes, tamales, chapurado. <laughs> it's like, oh fuck yes. Oh, I want some chapurado. Let's do this. <laughs> that would have been way more effective. So they both of them pull their blasters, and then Han does his real thing, which is point the blasters at the ceiling while everyone else jumps them. Yay. So they get beaten and put, like, tied up, shoved into bags, and then Luke has to use, like, Some all of his power. dark magic here. He, he erases their memory for the past couple of years, or at least no, their memory of the laundry guy. He, he erases their memory of them. Yeah, and the laundry guy. He's like, look, they're not going to remember... That we were here for at least a year. And also you, laundry guy, he says, and the DM just kind of like sighs and shakes oh, and his I'm head. I'm saving you, laundry guy. You're the most important <laughs> one of all. He'll, he'll remember this later and reward me with an amulet or perhaps a, 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 a uh, ointment. <laughs> and <laughs> a the DM sure. Uh, perhaps a tincture or a balm. <laughs> uh, he won't. He will not. He is just some dude. Will you get over this? <laughs> Uh, fine, uh, he turns out to be an owl bear. He attacks. <laughs> fine, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> it's Azalin the Lich. <laughs> you found him. He was hanging out in the laundry room. Who knew? With a lead pipe. Uh, but this drains Luke so that we can have him be not quite as super powerful. So that going through the prison, he isn't just constantly like, oh, I'll take care of all the problems. <laughs> we basically have to use this as a power down moment so that... We can rely on Tenennial a little more so she can be uh, a little bit more front and center. Also, so that Han can do a couple of things to earn the grudging admiration of Isolder. Yeah. Because that's mostly what's happening in this chapter is the two dudes are realizing that they actually like each other a decent amount. And then they're going to make out. Yeah, they're going to hook up. Or she'll dump them and then they'll do that cartoon thing where they keep taking turns kicking each other in the butt. No, man, I really want this to end like the long, long man commercials, where at the very end, Isolder and Han just end up together, and Leia sits there going, but, but, <laughs> yeah. Maybe also then they both turn around to the camera and flash tubes of Mentos. <laughs> long, long man. I'm sorry, I haven't watched TV in forever. Oh no, this is this is a weird Japanese commercial okay, series. This, this is out. This is outside of my internet league. Oh man, you gotta watch Long Long Man. I'm gonna force you to watch Long Long Man after we're done recording this. I'm not gonna worry. That's fine. I'll watch it for you. It's it's okay. Yeah. So I I offered up my pity offer of the fresh maker and it's it's not compatible and it's fine. No, I need it's okay. I need a more obscure reference than that. <laughs> Fair enough. Could at least be that one that's for like Filipino uh, ice cream and then like the dude's flying on a griffin and he gets a call on his giant cell phone. Have, have, <laughs> you, have you at least seen that? Yes, of course I've seen that. I've okay. seen everything. I've seen it all. It's too late. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. So yeah, they, they make their way through the prison and it turns out Leia immediately sees someone who's super important. She's like, oh my God, that was a Coruscant weapons developer. She's actually Alderaan. A, a Alderaanian weapons developer. She's actually a close personal friend. And oh my like, god, I haven't seen her. I thought she died. Yeah, they're like, you can't rescue her right now. But we have to rescue her. You you literally can't. Like, 
is you take her out of that prison, that cell, she'll be in way more danger than if you just leave her in there for the moment. Yeah, now I'm going to tell you to move along. Hey, you remember from the movies? Yeah, remember move along? When a stormtrooper said huh? move along? Yeah. I'm dressed like a stormtrooper now. Move along. <laughs> are they dressed as stormtroopers or are they just dressed as guards? Uh, Luke specifically, I think it's Luke and a soldier are specifically dressed as stormtroopers and Han is dressed as a guard. Well, that's stupid. Han's the one that's most recognizable and wanted out of the three of them. Yeah, He's I like know. Zinja's nemesis. Oh, Zinja's nemesis. Ooh, I'll get him, I will. Ooh, Ooh. you. <laughs> so, they go wandering through the prison and they pass some Night Sisters and it's a real tense moment because the Night Sisters walk by them and then one of the Night Sisters turns around and is like, wait... What the fuck are you doing here? And they're like, uh, we were dealing with a disturbance in the prison. Why wasn't I informed? Because uh, we didn't want to bother you? Hmm, yes, 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 okay. That yes. checks that out. That checks out, yes. But, but, but one more thing. <laughs> like, uh, we thought it, the, we were trying to deal with it because maybe they were gonna riot mm, yes yes that, that yeah that checks out mm, indeed oh yeah that plays but one more thing <laughs> okay have a nice day uh, thank <laughs> you now this is our first chance to get a look at this lady because she is going to turn out to actually be Gethzerion. our first meeting with Gethzerion is is walking past her unbeknownst to her in a hallway uh Gethzerion is gross has purple blotches all over her skin dark red eyes and crazy matted dirty white hair yep She's basically Lady the Emperor, and she sounds pretty great. Yeah, that's pretty much her. Yeah, she's got all the strength of the Emperor, but she's pH balanced for a woman's <laughs> force. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> it's that secret. I, I like to think that this is the Emperor's trashy girlfriend, and that's why he interdicted the planet. <laughs> oh, this no. is my girlfriend. I picked her up in Jacksonville. <laughs> and then I dropped her off in Reno, if you understand what I'm saying exactly. Oh, God, I gotta interdict <laughs> all of Reno now. <laughs> Kept trying to introduce her to people and calling her a beaut. <laughs> hey, you see this? Am my lady? And she's just sitting there smoking a Marlboro with a yard full of hurricane. <laughs> she gave me my third place trophy in a fan boat race. <laughs> God damn it, Emperor. Get out of Florida. <laughs> no, I find Florida delightful. Oh. In fact, I named Dathomir Planet Florida. Oh, no. That's how you know he's evil. <laughs> <laughs> Just this chain-smoking old Jedi witch. <laughs> I need more coins. I need more coins for the slot. Yeah, shit thing, honey. <laughs> Perfect. Like, she's literally, even though she's not in Vegas or even Nevada at the moment, she still has the the frequent player club card from the golden nugget around her neck all the time. Yeah, it's just always there. <laughs> it's, just... it's a cool uh, accessory. That's her necklace. <laughs> She looks exactly like that that old lady from greeting cards. Yes. <laughs> I may be over the hill, but I'm definitely a powerful Jedi witch, yeah. it says on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> Man, why can't I get that for a greeting card? <laughs> anyway, Gethserion buys all their dumb lies and goes off mollified. Yeah. This is the point where Luke suddenly gets afflicted with a super Jedi vision. Yeah, he has a vision of the planet and darkness consuming all. And then he's like, we can't leave. Guys, we have to stay here. We absolutely cannot leave this planet. Like, we can't get out of this planet because if we do, this planet will die. Yeah, they're like, that's stupid, Luke. We could go get, re there's like five of us. We could go get reinforcements and then we'd be relevant. Luke, I mean, you're a big dumb idiot. What? Are, the Death Star isn't around anymore. I mean, it's not like there were four of them. How could there be more Death Stars? That would be weird in an expanded universe novel. <laughs> Luke, we can't rescue everyone by ourselves. There's only five of us in Chewbacca if he's interested. I'm not. Okay, no, well, there's four. I'm there's, good. There's five of us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, no. Pass. Hard pass. Uh, but he's pretty, uh, he, he basically keeps arguing for a little while and then kind of gives up because he's like, well, they can't get off planet anyway, so why am I having this fight right now? Yeah, so fuck him. Uh, yeah. So they make their way to a huge, well-lit underground receptacle of spaceships with a YT-1300 in the middle of it. Yeah, and... Luke's, or Leia's like, that's obviously a trap. Uh, they get in there, and there's like two ships. One of them is the freighter, and there's one other one. And it's everything else is just yeah. like slag. It's just busted up TIE fighters and shitty ships that have been like melted down because they got hit in the bombing run initially. Yeah. So, But there's an almost completely intact probably flyable YT-1300 here. And it's just, like, an empty room 
and cleared out in the middle two workable ships with floodlights pointed at them. And you're like, this is so clearly a trap. Yeah, the YT-1300 has a big wooden sign stuck in it that says free bird seed, which is surprising. And I mean, we know it's a trap because we got a little flash back to, uh, or flash over mm-hmm. to uh, Chewbacca and the droids. And there was some signal that 3PO was working to translate. And he translated and he's like, oh no, the Gazerion is working with Zinj to capture Han. It's a trap. <laughs> and Chewbacca's like, eh. Uh, well, <laughs> sucks to be them. <laughs> Well, if I could find a place to charge my cell phone, I could just live here. This is pretty good for a Wookiee. It's just sitting there on R2. Where's the where's the USB port on how you? Do I, how do I plug you? Uh, where's... Come on, you got so many weird bits and bobbles. He's <laughs> like, fuck you, buddy. I'm not giving you battery power. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dance on your bones. <laughs> uh, uh, which one of them is eviler? It's obviously R2. Obviously. Yeah. He is the most evil person in all of Star Wars. So even though this thing definitely has a rock purchased, uh, perched precariously over it, and there's a slavering wolf or coyote hiding behind it, Han's like, perfect, that's the ship we need. And, you know... Luke goes, hey, uh, you know, this is a trap. And then both Han and Leia are like, yeah, but what are we going to do? Not yeah. go in there? It, it, is de- it is a trap. It is definitely a trap. And they're like, yeah, but we have to. F- it's a trap we have to fall into. So. Like, what are we going to do? Just hang out in the prison? Come on, we have to do this. Yeah. I, well, I guess you could sneak around and kill the people who are waiting very clearly in here waiting to kill you. Yeah. I mean, that'd be that's what I'd do if I was like, obvious trap. I'd be like, oh, OK, well, then this is the stealth part of the game. All right, time to go around the perimeter and see if I can find the people setting the trap. Yeah, we just get the sniper rifle equipped and pick off the uh, the ambushers. This is not complicated. <laughs> Come on. But no, they just walk right into the middle of the room and they're like, Hey, everybody, I'm going to steal this ship. But first, another fight where being from Hapes answers the problem. How do we get into this freighter? Oh, well, it's it's got a locked door, and if we put in the wrong code, then it could set off an alarm. Now, this is impressive to me, that the code they use is one that Imperial inspectors can use to get into any ship at all. Yeah, there's port codes that, like, the port authority of any given planet can always use to get in. Now, here's the thing. Both of these guys know a million port codes for various ports they've already been to, which means port codes are worthless. Or worse than worthless, they make your ship undefendable. Because well, if every smuggler ever is like, oh, I know the port code for around here. Like, I live here, and I'm just going to steal your ship the moment you walk away from it. Because everyone apparently knows all the port authority codes. Well, only pirates. Only pirates. Only which, pirates and port authorities. Presumably there's more pirates than port authority dudes at any given port. <laughs> uh, and the... It's, it's just weird to me, because there's also, like, every port has its own code. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you're like, what happens when you go to some, like, port? You get there, and you're like, oh, shit, I didn't change it from the last port we were at. Like, does that port authority get real angry at you? Yeah. What do they do if they can't get in? So they they establish that this this particular ship was primarily flown around, and this is Han reading, like, symbols painted on the side of the door. He's like, yeah, this thing was primarily operated in the Chokon system. That's the only one, the name I'd remember. Also, the Wooby and the Doobie systems, because who fucking cares? But... I've never really been a pirate around those neighborhoods, so I wouldn't know any of those particular port authority codes. I'm like, wait. Also, this is, this is Imperial, whereas I wasn't really working under Imperial smuggling. Yeah. Uh, which, yes, he was. Yeah, but, I know. <laughs> but but anyway, this is another chance for, for a soldier to spend a fucking brownie point and be like, ah, it's 150033. Yeah. Ah, that worked. I used to be a pirate in the Chokan system. Uh, oh. what, a, what a string of weird coincidences in my favor today. Hmm? How weird that... A guy who was mostly in the Hapen system being a pirate also went to the Chokan system under Imperials and knew the code for this and remembered it. Mm, yes. In the Chokan system, I spent most of my time being a pirate who studied the making of- In the Chokan of- system, I spent most of my time hanging out, maxing, relaxing, all cool. <laughs> when I wasn't doing that, I was memorizing obscure farm equipment numbers. That's what I did. That's a, That was the kind of pirate I was. I was I- the fierce pirate of knowing farm droids. Yep. I was that guy who just memorizes numbers. Mm-hmm. So Han is impressed a little bit. This is the beginning of their friendship. And and she, he's like, wait, you actually were a pirate of the Chukan system? But there was a horrible plague there. And he was like, yeah, but I knew a girl. Oh, must have been some girl, says Leia. Yeah, Leia vaguely impressed and vaguely insulted that he that this dude has fucked another. 
<laughs> uh, so they go about trying to fix the YT-1300 thing here and get all the shit that they actually need. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Tenennial is like, guys, this is a fucking, this is a trap. Gu- guys, uh, fine. Yeah, well, because Han gives everyone orders. He's like, Isolder and Leia, I'm going to, this, this is how you can tell he's finally loosening up. He's like, Isolder and Leia, go work together in the bowels of the ship to do something. Go get me the generators. Uh, alone. You two go down there alone and to make out point of, of any given YT-1300. Yes, it has one. Uh, meanwhile, Luke, you go get me barrels of coolant. And, and Tenennial, you can, I don't know. Stand guard, I guess. We'll send, we'll put you, you know a lot of spells or whatever. Stand guard. Tenennial's just like, all right, I'm going to hang out here because I don't know anything about spaceships. And then goes, oh, wait a minute. There's obviously people here. I got to I gotta go check that out. So she goes out and stands in a pile of slag. And who shows up but a collection of Night Sisters? Including one of, the one that was there originally when we had the confrontation at the Singing Mountain. Yeah, I can't remember her name at this point, but she was she was also uh, something with a B. Yeah. But she's there, and she's leading a little tribe of, of Night Sisters. And Tenennial tries to fight them off, but they immediately like force choke her into the air with a spell and trap her there and start messing with her boobs again, I'm sure. <laughs> and it isn't specifically stated, but I'm no. pretty sure. Um, I'm, you know, you'd assume so. Yeah. And uh, Luke has to be like, ooh, I'm going to save you. So he comes out and he's like, hey, you know, he uses the force to open her windpipe again and also put her on the ground. He's like, hey, you guys, stab it. Get out of here. I'm going to give you one chance to leave. And they're like, ah. I love that they don't know that he's a Jedi, though, because they're like, what? You're just some dude. What the fuck are you going to do? Get out of here. They should have known the moment he put the, put her back on the ground. Well, they don't know. They yeah, could have thought, oh, doing that. she did it. Yeah. But uh, but he's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a powerful Sky Witch, and I will definitely beat the crap out of you, so I'm giving you this one chance to wander out of here. He says, getting the lightsaber out. And they charge him. He throws the lightsaber at a witch. She tries to catch it, and then he just force flips it around, cuts her head off, and brings it back to himself. And he's like, yeah, eh, you yeah. dumb idiots. You huh? want to leave now? Are we doing this still? And they're like, yeah, I, I guess we're still doing this. Uh, Tenennial gets real mad about it and kind of has a little dark side fugue. Yeah, because... Fucking, I don't know what her name is. I'm going to call her Balthazar. Balthazar starts throwing chunks of scrapped uh, spaceships yeah, at she's, him. Yeah, she's throwing TIE fighter chunks at her. And even even hits her with one. She hits her with like a, it says the solar panel from a TIE fighter, which is a real problem because that's like 50 feet high. Well, I mean, part of a solar panel. Yeah, I guess that's all right. Yeah. I mean, those things are big. Those are the wings on the TIE fighter. Yeah. So so she throws a TIE fighter wing at, at Tenennial and hits her in the back and knocks her to the ground with it. I'm like, oh, she's cut in half. But it <laughs> must have been a small chunk. Yeah, just a chunk. Yeah, so a little chunk hits her. She gets real mad, stands up, casts her usual hurricane spell she's big on. But she's, at this point, basically gone mad with power mm-hmm. and starts screaming about Gethzerion and how like she's got to stop these night witches. And Luke just kind of comes up and he's like, well, hey, 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 yeah. relax. <laughs> We're okay. You know who knows a really powerful hurricane spell? Gethzerion. That's why she has one in her hand right now. That's true, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) More smokes. (laughs) Oh, man. Gethzerion is is Palpatine's chain-smoking horrible girlfriend is a new thing for me. Uh, So, yeah, the Night Sisters get kind of spooked by... Uh, Luke. And they which, try to call for Gatharion's help. <clears throat> yeah, well, they do. They're like, hey, uh, dudes are here. Yeah, yeah. they're stealing your shit. And yeah. uh, they manage to escape on the largest ship in town under the cover of broad daylight. Yes, no, they, they escape in a YT-1300 that Han manages to get. It's it's a funny scene because basically Han manages to get the thing kind of flying, but he, the throttle's stuck. So Luke comes, has to run in there and force move the throttle. Well, I think the thing is we see the force, which is doing like grabby motions. Mm-hmm. So I assume they are with the force, like stopping it from moving. So oh, okay. he's so trying to little, move the throttle forward. It's just a little force fight. Okay. Yeah. And I like that they know that they know that the throttle on the spaceship is the part that makes it fly. And I, like, because they've never seen a flying spaceship. They've never been in one. Yeah. They, they don't know. They're like, ah, whatever he's doing, stop him from doing it. Must be what they're doing. Yeah. So Luke has to go in and be like, I'll stop this. I love that at this point in this book, Luke's traded out his regular Falcon for just some Falcon lying, or, or his regular X-Wing for just some X-Wing that was around, Yeah, and now Han's doing the same thing. I traded out my Millennium Falcon for this thing. Yeah, the Millennium Pigeon that we had lying around uh, here. Ah, yes. Ah, indeed. And here we go. And off they fly. Uh, and, and, you know, there's some paltry laser fire happening from the guard towers, but nothing that's possibly going to matter. No, they're... 
you know, Han's like, eh, don't worry about it. Those fucking guns couldn't do anything to our shields. Yeah, we have good deflector arrays, as it turns out. However, as we have been constantly harping on about, Zinge now knows that we are here and have a ship because apparently the tiniest amount of electronic movement is going to make him know that we are here. I kind of understand that because if the if the Force Witches ever did get their hands on a spaceship, I think that's pretty much the main thing that they're here to prevent. So they have to be like, all right, we have to constantly have spaceship detectors aimed at this planet all the time. Yeah. So it kind of it makes a little... Anyway, Han gets on the horn to everybody on the ship, and he's like, guys, we have about one minute before we're blown to smithereens. So I like this bit, because he's like, uh, hey, your highnesses, are you almost done down there getting the generators or whatever they're there for? Because we're going to blow up real soon, and we got to get out of here. Yeah, and, and he soldier pops up, and he's like, yeah, we're still working on it. Give us some time. And then Han has to have one of those book speeches that's too long, you know, like... The kind of thing that would never be in the movies because it isn't punchy enough. And he's like, well, you understand that Warlord Zinge has the turbo labor lasers of his spaceships aimed at our direction and eventually will shoot hot lasers at us, which will blow us up and we will die. And definitely we will be killed at that time. So I would like you to hurry up, please. And the response from Isolder is amazing. Affirmative. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, we know. Yeah, got it's, it. It's perfect. It's the best possible response he could have given. Huh? Yeah, we know. De answering you right now would do nothing. Uh, so Luke has to go down there and, like, lightsaber off the bolts holding shit together. Yeah, and then it turns out they all run to, to Han with all the stuff, like the barrels and shit, and he's like, okay, and he opens up the, the bomb bays or whatever. And yeah, he just opens up the cargo hold and is like, we're going to be over a lake very soon, we're going to shove all this shit out, and yeah. we're going to jump out, and this is just going to autopilot till it gets blown out of the sky. And it, he mentions it's only going about 60 kph. Oh, yeah. And it's also about five feet off the ground. Oh, yeah. It's great. I was like, how are you doing this? This is an entire forested area, but sure, why not? Well, you can fly over a lake as single height as long as you want, I guess. But anyway, uh, yeah, he flies over the lake, everyone jumps out, and then the autopilot carries the ship off and it's blown up. Yeah, so missiles hit it and it explodes. Yeah. Now everyone's hanging around in the water. Unfortunately, the lake wasn't as deep as anyone thought, so when Luke falls in at 60 kph from a spaceship, he lands feet first in mud and is like, ow! Huh? Except he's fine. And See, so, my, my reading of it was that he splashed down, went down, hit mud, bounced back up. Well, yeah, I, I'm assuming that's what happened. But even for that to happen, that means it can't be more than six or seven feet deep. Yeah. Uh, because I, I don't know if you've ever tried cliff diving, but you do not go as far underwater as you think you would. No. Because I, I have, and you always end up, like, I kept getting caught in kelp and shit because it was like, oh, you only fall like five feet underwater at max. <laughs> it is amazing how much water will stop movement. It really is. And it'll turn you sideways to stop you from going further underwater. Like, I did a lot of uh, cliff jumping, and you'd land, you'd go in the water, and then you'd immediately go, ah, I'm in a slant angle, and I'm lying down, and I'm like three feet underwater. This is nuts. Huh? Uh, so, yeah. They, anyway, they all they All, all the equipment manages to survive this. And they're all fine, except for Isolder, who is fine but hurt. Yeah, he's like, ow, my bits. My back hurts. Ow. <laughs> Guys. So he kind of gets a little wounded, but he'll probably be fine. But this is a great chance for him to get wounded and for us to fix the... Because we only like six chapters left in this book. We really have to get to the resolution where he gets paired off with Tenennial and nothing changes. I I feel like I'm on another Crystal Star adventure at this point. Mm -hmm. Because I'm having... Getting towards the end of this book when I was reading this, I was like, oh, this is another situation where... I feel like they're going to get to the climax climax of this book and resolve it far too quickly. Yes. Like, they should have taken the first six chapters of this book, gotten rid of them, turned it into one chapter of an explanation of, why are these guys on Dathomir, and then added five chapters to the end to actually make this a real book. Yeah, that, that really feels that way. Because you know that this book isn't going to change the status quo. It's so afraid of changing the status quo that it had Luke switch X-Wings. So that Red 5 or whatever the fuck didn't get blown up. Yeah. Like, but, nothing is going to change. Everything's going to be fine. So that means that we're going to pair off our two new characters so that so that uh, Han and Leia can get back together. And Luke's not going to end up with any women because he's not supposed to. And, th and that's the end. But, but So that's why Isolder gets hurt here. But even then, the, like, the stuff on Dathomir is an actual adventure mm -hmm. that's kind of fun. It is kind of fun. And if you had, instead of having like the beginning chapters of just ooh han's a jealous baby and leia's a big asshole and then han uses rape lasers and you're like okay if we had gotten rid of all of that and just started with uh han our, won ma the our main characters win a planet and they go to that planet yeah and then they didn't realize it was in warlord territory and they get all fucked up and go there this book would have been perfectly fine if han had won the cut the uh, planet from omog just because he was in a card game because he plays card games sometimes. Yeah, just because he is a scoundrel that does that. Yeah. 
And then Isolder, I guess, could just not exist. Yeah. Like I, I mean, the whole Hapes thing could just not be in this book, and mm-hmm. it would be better for it. But also could have worked it without having to do this whole, I love you, I will take you away from the man you are engaged. And she's like, okay. If it, it Instead of being interested in Leia, he had been interested in Dathomir. If he, if he had shown up right after that and been like, hey, look, look, Mr. Han Solo, I, I hear you own a planet that technically belongs to the Hapes Consortium, and I'm here to get it back. And that that would have been fine, too, if you really wanted to include the Hapes people. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of ways that you really could have improved this. But anyway. Yeah, I don't know why we're trying to fix it. It's it's a, it's a an old book that's trashy in the beginning. Yes. And I'm going to guess trashy at the end. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's like Palpatine's relationship. <laughs> trashy at the beginning, trashy at the end. That's why he abandoned her, abandoned her at a Reno casino. <laughs> uh so yeah they yeah honey you stay here and keep running that slot i'm gonna go out for smokes (laughs) Uh, i'm getting tired of running that slot you know what i mean Uh, (laughs) but yours is on a hot streak just uh you know stay right there (laughs) so yeah that's that's the end of the the chapter they well there's there's one last little bit yeah uh when they look up at the sky they start seeing extra twinkles oh extra twinkles extra twinkles and and uh start seeing twinkles Twilight sparkles. They, yeah, they see a bunch of whole a whole lot of twilight sparkles in the sky. Uh, no, they see some twinkles and they're like, "Wait, is that is that satellites?" It seems like the whole sky is full of satellites. And Luke is like, "Oh my god, my vision!" And that's the end of the chapter. Oh my god, they're gonna they're gonna blow up the planet. He, something about he's envisioning Dathomir and eternal night is what is what he says. And, and so, okay, fine. The satellites are gonna block the sun and they're gonna kill a planet that way. Fine. Thank you. Thank you for making that oblique. I guess <laughs> we've all seen that once. We've all seen that one Simpsons episode. Ah. <laughs> so uh, that appears to be what's about to happen, but we don't know yet. We still have to find out from 3PO and R2-D2. That's the beginning of the very next chapter indeed. Yep. So there you go. There is our two chapters. Mm-hmm. Our job is done. Fuck it. We are done here. Bare minimum accomplished. Much like Chewbacca, we have done the bare minimum. Eh. Eh. <laughs> I kind of hope that the next book just progresses it even further and he like actively tries to get out of the adventure. <laughs> Did you see Chewbacca trying to sneak away in the background? <laughs> doot, doot, Guys, doot, we have to hurry. There's doot. a new threat to the New Republic. <laughs> Chewbacca, get get over here. Oh. <laughs> Quit trying to sneak off of the ship. <laughs> I'm sick today. Oh, uh, yeah, I got a uh, Wookiee wook- fever. Hey, you don't speak basic. Ah, shit, I mean, I've got... <laughs> anyway, fuck off. See me after the mission. We're going to have a discussion. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. <laughs> he's too Horn. lazy. He's too lazy to keep be- speaking Shrewook. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, rawr. Rawr. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> Okay, well, there you have it. That was actually kind of an exciting couple of chapters. You'd think they would have gone... Oh, you know what we missed? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gethzerion talking to the Imperials. There's a whole scene here where Gethzerion, like calls the Imperials, and they're like, because uh, the ship gets away, and she's like, ah, we, we, we almost caught Solo. Or, I'm sorry, we did catch Solo. That was stormtroopers who stole the Millennium Falcon and flew away with it. No, that's not in this chapter. Is that in the next chapter? <laughs> Shoot. I, I did kind of read a little bit ahead and then go, oh, damn, I accidentally read ahead. I, and it no. came back to bite me. Now you've, now you've spoiled oh, our next no. episode. Spoiler alert. Or I could cut this. <laughs> yeah, but that would require you to do any effort in editing. <laughs> <laughs> what if something really funny happens? Aw, guys. I don't want to lose any good material. Aw. <laughs> Harn. Harn. <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much for listening. As always, this has been the Expounded Universe podcast. We sure did discuss some Star Wars. Folks, there's only a few chapters left for this book. We're almost done here. Yeah, we probably got about another good four episodes that's or so counting, left. I think that's counting the bonus or the uh, the discussion episode that's usually between our stuff. So it's not that far away from the next book. I don't even know what we're going to do. I usually have something picked out. Right now, I don't. Yeah, it's going to be a surprise to you and us. Yeah, I know. It might not even be a Star Wars book. That'd be a shocker. Yeah, we're just going to start reading Little Women. <laughs> a Chilton's Guide to the 1982 Daihatsus. <laughs> Uh, dude, how much do I want to actually just read Little Women and fucking tear that shit apart <laughs> chapter by chapter? Yeah, let's find some old classic books that really aren't that good. Hey, guys, we're reading fucking Sense and Sensibility, and it's time to get real bitchy about it. Guys, I have here in my hands a copy of The Scarlet Letter. 
Guys, we're going to read Heart of Darkness. Now, I need to warn you, it's boring as fuck. Guys, I brought every single Faulkner book, and we're going to go through them real quick today. Hi, guys. It's time to read Light in August. No one knows what's going on. Oh, pioneers, folks. This is a terrible book. Hey, guys, we're reading Sound and the Fury, and fuck if this isn't the ter- the most terrible nonsense ever. Uh, <laughs> the Brothers Karamazov, as brought to you by Expounded Universe. <laughs> Oh, God. Us reading actual literature and doing that would be the worst for me. I would just have fucking college flashbacks and be like, no, no, daddy. Imagine trying to do this show and the meat that's feeding the gristle mill that we that we run is like some fucking Tolstoy or something. <laughs> I'm so mad about this one soldier and his dumb response during this endless discussion sequence. God, man, I'm reading this Chekhov play and when are they going to use that gun? <laughs> They never use the gun. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I can see us doing Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. That that's that's the thing we could probably get away with, but nah, yeah, no, it's Star Wars. It's Star Wars all the way down, unless it's Star Trek. I think we've talked about maybe doing Star Trek. At oh, some that point. that Star Trek X Men book will happen. Don't you ever fret. We'll find a way. The second you let your guard down, I am getting that book into the list. <laughs> It's already in the list. You're just moving it to the top of the list. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to buy it and be like, this is what we're doing. No arguments. Don't buy it. I have two copies of it. Ooh, nice. (laughs) We need two more copies of it then. We do. Listeners, send us in two more copies of it. And then we'll have guest stars. Ooh, guest stars. Yeah, we're going to get... Big names. Who are we going to get? We're going to get... We're going to get a McElroy or a McElroy or or McLemore. Yeah, we're going to get a McElroy and a McLemore (laughs) and a Mac Tonight and uh, the return of the Mac. What do you think would happen if we launched a concerted campaign to get one of the the McElroys to do our Star Wars and X-Men discussion podcast? Yeah, we were just like, Griffin, Griffin. Read a read a dumb book with us. You don't know who we are. You have time for this. And you, you're you way too busy with your own podcast and having actual money, but uh, you want to read a book? I'll take also one of your less talented brothers whose names escape me. I'll take Justin. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Or, what's the last one? Clevin? Yeah. Coriander? Scumpus? Yeah, I'll take Scumpus McElroy. For a hundred, please, Alex. This McElroy. His name's Scumpus. Uh, who is Scumpus McElroy? Uh, that's correct. Oh, very good. Uh, I'll take Scumpus McElroy for the block. <laughs> Wait, for the block? Yeah, now we're on Hollywood, Hollywood Squares. Uh-huh, I'm Scumpus McElroy. You chose wrong. You shouldn't have picked me. Except you have to just agree or disagree, so mostly you're just going to disagree with whatever Scumpus says. Well, I don't. Whenever I do Hollywood Squares, all I can think of is the Gilbert Gottfried episode where he gets mad at people for picking him over and over again. And he... <laughs> Wrong! <laughs> Why do you keep picking me? <laughs> Pick Oprah. She's right there. <laughs> they never should have put me on a corner. <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> Scumpus McElroy, I'll have to read a true or false question to be good. <laughs> the common American tick is found in primarily which state? Uh, my butt. That is correct. <laughs> and then to- ticks go pouring out of Scumpus's butt. <laughs> Turns out Scumpus wasn't real. He was a balloon made of ticks. <laughs> Turns out. Where are we right now? We are deep in the bit weeds. <laughs> so maybe we should talk about the Patreon. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Guys, do you like what you're hearing right now? I can't imagine you do. It's incredible to me that you do. But if you do... We have a Patreon. You can get yet more content. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, for the $2 level on our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash systemmastery, you will unlock the bonus episodes of Expounded Universe. We call them Expanded Expounded Universe because that way they can't sue us. <laughs> uh, and if you go over to Expanded Expounded Universe bonus content to, at the $2 level, you will find us going into Wikipedia, finding the dumbest shit that's on there, and coming back to tell you all about it. And there is a plethora. I don't know that there's an endless plethora. We may need to change the format of those bonus contents at some point. But for now, it's still fun to make fun of Wikipedia. Indeed. And, of course, if you want to go to the $5 level, our newest level, we've got The Return of Afterthought, a classic show that we were doing that uh, we are bringing back. It is a monthly, just digression-heavy all the bits, oops all bits. I gotta tell you, I've spent all day today talking to John about things that I that I want to do on Afterthought later. Oh yeah, I'm we so got excited skits, about the new show. We got discussion I, topics, we got letters we got from skits, listeners. We got bits, we got tits. 
That's right. We got the three its. Yes, kits, bits, and tits. We also got some its its, those pretty decent cookie ice cream sandwiches. Yeah, we also got Pennywise the Clown. We got it. We got. We also have it. And I guess nits. We have some of those little tiny flies. <laughs> and we roll crits. But we have tits the same way that like the Howard Stern show has tits, where we like try and describe them to you. Yeah, we're on radio, but yet for some reason it's interesting to know that tits are out somewhere. There's a woman in here with her top off. Hey. There's totally boobs in an area, you guys. Guys, I get to see boobs, and you know this is good radio. This is the best radio. Now, I'm going to describe the boobs to you for a couple of seconds. I'm, I don't know why I'm doing car talk for Howard Stern. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, the Howard Stern voice is tough for me, but yeah, I'm going to describe the boobs to you for a couple of seconds, but really, I'm going to whine about my ex-wife for 45 minutes <laughs> and then bring in a homeless guy that I think is funny. Huh? Howard Stern. Baba Booey. Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's penis. What's up with you, Robin? You got anything you want to say? No. I'm okay. good. How about Jackie the Joke Man Martling? Black people shouldn't vote. Thanks, Jackie. Thank you. Yeah, that was... Your, why are you... Uh, this hey, is, hey, guys. Guess what? <laughs> Howard Stern's terrible. <laughs> Howard Stern's terrible. And he's still going. Why? On like XM or something. He should just get a podcast. That's where the money is. That's where all the money is. So put that money in pod- in podcasts by going to patreon.com slash system mastery <laughs> and supporting us at the two or five dollar levels. We'll also bring accept- it around. <laughs> I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got shit. briefly distracted by these tits in here, John. All these tits. There's tits in here. Floating past. Just ghost tits. <laughs> just the tits. Just the tits. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We got this new cereal, Just the Tits. <laughs> Oops, all boobies. Uh, Oops, all crunch boobies? That doesn't sound good. Oh, no. Crunch boobies. No one wants that. That's what. That's the disease that Gethzerion has. <laughs> <laughs> My boobies get 10% crunchier with each passing year. <laughs> uh, They're more crunch than boob now. Crunch. Twisted and evil. They're like two big meringues. <laughs> uh, overcooked pizzas. <laughs> They're overbaked and overproved. <laughs> I've been watching too much British baking show. I really like Liam. I haven't finished this this season yet, but I'm really liking Liam. He's a cool dude. Oh, Liam's great. Yeah. I love Liam. I'm sure he doesn't make it to the end, but I love him so much. He's so good. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. Support our Patreon. Find our other shows at SystemMasteryPodcast.com or find us at System Mastery as System Mastery on Gmail, Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, all that stuff. We are within striking distance of 1900 a month. I want to make that happen. Make it happen. Honestly, I want to make $3,000 a month happen so we can have that pig. Get that pig. We're going to get a pig, people. A pig people. We're, we're gonna get pig people. We're gonna make pig people. Now people We're have, gonna island of Dr. Moreau this shit. People have been sending us questions about the two thousand dollar level where we were we're gonna have like a luau with a pig in it and stuff. We're probably gonna need to revise that for the simple fact that we aren't actually making all that close to two thousand. No, we not do the math. Really. I we, mean not we, monthly. Yeah, we might need to revise that. So so we'll discuss that in greater detail in the future in, I don't know, afterthought episodes or something. Uh just so you know, we're we're pushing towards that goal anyway. We're so close to two K. Yep. Thank you for listening. I've been Elan Bagano, and this has been a fine episode of a podcast. Hey, can I get some of those death sticks for my lady? <laughs> yeah, okay, but I am inf- required to inform you that the Surgeon General is classified. Yeah, 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 yeah. just give him. <laughs> Five bucks. Space bucks. <laughs> Little man. Put that shit in my hand. <laughs>